Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. Hey guys, it's Ken Morris here. Welcome back to another episode of River Bass and Rivals. Um, on the Pottle and Finn podcast series, and also going to be on the River Bassin podcast series. So uh, you can check it out either place. Um, it'll come out in Paddle and Finn first. But I got a really fun episode for you. I Hopefully you guys enjoy it as much as I will. Um, one of my favorite river anglers is coming on, and uh, he, you know, he's just a wealth of knowledge and a good dude and a good family. And, you know, um, you never like to see him on that tournament list when uh, you're fishing some moving waters, uh, in the, you know, in the territories, but, um, you know, he's just a really good guy to have around and we always invite him around anyway, whether, you know, he's going to take our spot or not, but, um, true river rat up from, uh, lives in Michigan. And, uh, if you haven't figured out who that is by now, I'm just going to bring him in. We, today we're going to have Jeremy Crow. Hey buddy. What's up, Jeremy? Oh, not much. How's it going? Yeah. Just uh, getting ready for, you know, wanting, wanting it to warm up here in the north. I know how you know how that feels, but um, I'm getting ready to leave for a trip down south to Florida, uh, South Carolina, and then Florida afterwards. So I'm getting pretty amped up and ready to start fishing. Uh, lucky lucky you. We're uh, <laughs> still, still waiting for the ice to kind of break up. I'm, I'm hoping that it, it does before my birthday on the 15th. But Yeah, um, yeah it, it's always like waiting game for us in the north. Like it's like, uh, is it time? Is there enough broken yet? Is it even worth trying to get out there at this point? Um, I mean, I know you know safe uh, practices and cold water and all that stuff, but still, it's like you have to just feel like you, you wait so long. You see people fishing for like a month or two before you can even think about getting your stuff together. Like, I have half my stuff. You see all these rods behind me here. Like, yeah. I have one of them respooled. I got to open a new reel and get something else going. And I leave in like three days and I have to work for the next three days. So, I don't know when I'm going to get all this stuff done, but um, I just want to get out on the water. So I can't wait. It doesn't matter what my gear's like. <laughs> oh, for sure. I know that feeling all too well. Yeah. But so Jeremy Crow has been around the river scene for 
a while. I mean, at least five years that I know of. And before that, I'm sure I'm not going to date him too far back, but at least five years because I started competing against Jeremy in the river bass and fishing trail, like right away. Um, I think the very first time I saw him or recognized who, like saw him to know who he was, I think was in Logan, Ohio. And I was down at the, the canoe livery where we were supposed to have like the meetup or whatever. And dude comes walking up the path with the, the dog with him. And uh, he was camping and he had fished with his dog with him that day. And like, he was just in his truck and like, you know, it was just like, Oh, that guy, like it said river bass. And I was like, I noticed him just cause he had his dog with him in his kayaks and stuff. I was like, that's weird. Like, did he really fish a tournament with his dog? And then later I saw him at, the award show and he did pretty well and whatever else didn't think anything else of it. And then, um, I keep throwing a shadow on myself. Sorry. Um, and then like, I think it's the next or later that season or something like that. I don't know. Clayton and I had made our team and we were like super competitive all of a sudden after we fit, had our like third place <laughs> finish, like as a team at Logan. Um, and so then we were like, who do we got to be? Who's going to be good? Who's this or that? And like, you know, trying to go through all the individuals and fishing all the tournaments. And then there was a tournament in Kentucky um, that I remember specifically because we went out, we did not have good practice and we actually, that's a whole nother story to begin with. Uh, we didn't have great <laughs> practice, but we did I, find I think one I remember spot. that story. I think we, we found one spot and uh, we put some fish together and we surprised ourselves on the day of and uh, we were all confident heading back to the to the award show and or the awards and whatever back at Canoe Kentucky I believe it was at and like we were like oh yeah and then all of a sudden these fish started coming in at the last minute like last minute fish turn in by Jeremy last minute fish turn in by Jeremy last minute fish turn in by Jeremy last minute fish turn in by Shannon 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 so because Shannon um, is uh, Jeremy's teammate at that time on the River Bassin Trail. And I'll let him talk about that in a minute. But um, all of a sudden, these fish come piling up, and they're getting closer to us and closer to us and closer to us with each one. Because I think we were sitting in second place, but I think Jeremy and Shannon bumped us down to third in that event, if I remember correctly. Um, because they had poor cell phone service, and it was within the rules for a certain thing to get the pictures turned in late. And, like, it was nothing illegal. Everything was within the rules. And there's no complaints about that. But there's just that feeling in the pit of your stomach. I was like... These turd burglars, for <laughs> some other words, they come in at the last minute and start bumping us down. Like, you know, I'm, in my head, I'm like, you need to be where service is, and that's part of the game, and blah, 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 blah. But they did it all within the rules, and I knew that. I didn't complain past it. It was just inner frustrations. But then I was like, all right. You know, that was the first, like, aha moment. It's like, I got to watch out for these two, both in the individual tournaments and in the team that we're, Clayton and I were shooting for. So that was my first, like, real, like, drive home of who Jeremy Crow was and like who and that I had to look out for him on the tournament trail was that second time after he like showed me up again that second time I, I that's when I really started to pay attention and from there obviously you're running each other if you're traveling and doing these trails like from there we started talking and you know as a river as river bass and lifestyle like you know as drew put out in those years and as we try to continue to do it it was like yeah let's talk about fishing let's have a good time it wasn't like it wasn't as combative as you think that it can be in the competitive scene sometimes and 
we became friends and we started fishing together, whether like outside of the tournaments, like going and fishing like streams and meet each other at boat shows and like actually fishing together at, at, uh, at tournaments. And I, you know, have a story about that. If Jeremy doesn't bring it up himself in a little bit and it just kind of blossomed from there. And every once in a while we text each other, talk about river fishing and he's become one of my best friends in the fishing world and the brother and family and stuff like that. But it's like, I still don't want to compete against him <laughs> because I know that he's going to push me to my limits. He's going to push everybody to his limits. And if you see his name on the list, especially at like something like the Susquehanna or um, I don't know if he's going to be able to make it over to those uh, Illinois rivers or not on the national scene. Um, but if you see his name on either of those lists, look out because he can surprise you very quickly. Um, but what, so like, you can go back pre-River Bassin Tournament Trail. This segment ends up being about River Bassin Tournament Trail a lot because that's where most of my rivals generated from. But, um, Jeremy, give us a little intro on yourself of when you started river fishing or how you started river fishing and how you got into kayaks and just, I mean, wherever you want to go with this. But give yourself an intro because mine wasn't really that great, I don't think. I, I don't. I, I kind of liked it. It, it, <laughs> it did me did me good. I'm, I'm, you, you spoke very well about me. I, I appreciate that. Um so I, I fished when I was very young. Um, I kind of uh, got into some other stuff and, and decided, you know, for a long time in my, my late teens and early 20s, I really didn't want anything to do with the out, outdoors unless it was concrete. I was skateboarding all the time, um, wanted to move to a, a big city and, and, and whatnot. And uh, I ended up finding my way with this, this girl, I ended up getting her pregnant. And at that point I started fishing again. I, you know, I, I was waiting pretty much going to behind dams or whatever and, and fishing. And I quickly after that bought my first kayak, um, which would have been 15 years ago, pretty much. Okay. Uh, and I started started fishing rivers like almost immediately it was pretty much all i would would do was float rivers um i had a couple friends that would float with me they didn't fish uh we'd we'd go out and i'd fish they just hang out and, and that that's what we did for god knows how long uh but i was i've been a river rat for years and years and years um fish or when shannon and i got back you know we got together uh she liked to fish from shore. She had never been in a kayak. Um, she was still using, well, she had a push button reel. Yeah. Zipco 33. Oh yeah. She, she had, <laughs> you know, and she was just fishing with like a bobber and worm and didn't really have, you know, it was, that, that was, hey, she just hey, liked doing it. Important thing she was out there doing it. You know oh, what at, I mean? Like at, equipment and knowledge can all come later as long as you start trying and, you know, it's somebody at, to lead you the way, but. Absolutely. Doing so I ended up, like one of our first uh, quote unquote dates, I, I invited her um, to go float the river and, and, and catch some real fish for a while. And I, I swear it, it was, the rivers was real low where we went, super, super shallow. We had to drag more than we were floating. I, I thought for, you know, she'd never want to do this again. Yeah. And, it, and a it's a horrible experience. Yeah. And then wet. it, hard rock hurt your feet river walk like yeah dragging however many pounds behind you i can see how that would be a deterrent for probably most <laughs> yeah and, and i was like i was trying to pull her kayak while she was in it so she didn't have to get out you know trying to be a gentleman 
Yeah. Um, and she's like, don't, I, I got this, I got this. And, uh, at, at the end of the day, she, I was like, you're, you're probably not ever going to want to do that again. She's like, no, when can we go again? I was like, all right, you know, let's, yeah, let, well, let's see where, where let's this goes. Play and, one when the water's a little bit higher. <laughs> yeah. And, and we, you know, we, we kept fishing and doing that thing and, and ended up actually becoming a couple. And, uh, there's one day we went to a, we went to the Huron River down by Milford, which is not far from us. And we, we put in and we paddled upstream, uh, uh, probably two, two and a half miles. It's not a real fast river. We get up there and it was one of Michigan's freak thunderstorms comes out. And I'm like, we can paddle down river right now as fast as we can. We can get to the truck. We're going to get rained on. We're, we're getting wet. Or we can sit here and wait out the thunder and, and you know, fish after that. She's like, well, if we're going to get wet, we might as well fish. I'm like, all right. So the rain started coming, you know, the thunder kind of went away. We were, we were underneath a, a bank of trees and it was raining so hard that underneath the trees, it was raining as well. So we're like, let's just start fishing. You know, we started fishing. I looked over my shoulder and she's back there, got a smile on her face, just fishing. I'm like, I'm, th this is the one at that yeah. point. Do not let uh, this one go. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, you know, we were together for a while and I think it was, I don't know if it was the year that, that we ran into you guys in Ohio or if it was the, the year prior was the first time we stumbled across, it, it was river bass and it was the first tournament that yeah. I found in Michigan. Um, they had one in Celine. We went down to that and, uh, we, we actually took first place team down there and it was, it was pulling into the check-in was rather intimidating to me because I, I knew what, like I knew what Hobies were and I knew what the higher end kayaks were. And, and at that point, like I had a caper and or a ocean kayak caper. Um, just, I, I got it on clearance for like 450 bucks. I, I had it for like eight years at this point. Yeah. I had that. And Shannon was in a, like a 10 foot Pelican sit, like not a sit inside. It was a sit on top, but it was basically the same thing as what their sit insides were. It just, you had a seat on top of it. Yeah. Very, very basic. And we pulled in the parking lot and it was full of like trucks with rod, rod rocks, you know, rod racks on them, had, had Hobies hanging out the back of them, trailers. And we're like, uh, what are we doing here? And we're, you know, we're, we're Creek. We, we fished a yeah. Creek. So we're covered in mud. Yeah. Like, like just look like homeless people. I had a, you know, a tank top on and, and we walked in and everyone that was there, like no one knew who we were. <laughs> and like, like no one no one was talking to us and yeah. uh during during that tournament um like right off the bat shannon caught like five or six fish she she was posting them and noah heck ended up calling her because she had like i i printed out all the rules and i gave them to her so she'd read them yeah she never read anything she never read them yeah no so she uh he I called suspect. her I suspect most anglers who initially have an issue with like something, especially new people, but like they, they like, they're like, Oh, what do you mean? This is wrong. Did you ever even read the rules? You know, what I mean? like, <laughs> she, just do it. Read the rules guys. If you're going to participate in something, read the rules. Yeah. Uh, she, uh, tournament she had the rant. Sorry. Oh, she had the fish, like the tail was up against the bump board. You know, yeah. it was, it was just all kinds of backwards. And, <laughs> and, uh, I had, I had already, I think I had my three fish, I had three fish logged, three decent fish logged. And, um, I was up in this bend and I was, you know, I was catching fish. I was like, after she called me and told me that I'm like, well, come up here where I'm at and, and, you know, fish this bend. Like 
she's like, I don't have a problem catching fish. Like I'm, I'm good. I, like I know how to measure them now. So I'm like, all right, I'm like, all right, whatever. So, and we were on the very edge of the border at that point. Radius. Yeah. Yep. The, like, and I, you know, at that point it was the hour you had, it was one hour from, it wasn't a mile radius. It was one hour. So I, I had checked on Jeep, you know, Google maps, like yeah. over and over and, and kept like, you know, screenshotting it so I could prove that it was within an hour away. right there. Yeah. And it was like yeah. 58 minutes, one day, 59 <laughs> minutes, one day, 57 minutes, the next day. See, based on traffic, you know, you got to take yep. those measurements when, uh, at like two o'clock in the morning. So, <laughs> <there's> like... <laughs> so I, I made sure I had my butt covered there. And, yeah. uh, cause I'm sure where we put in, like, like once, once you went up river, you were probably beyond that, but it was, you know, where you launch at was, yeah. was the, the rule. So we, we did that and come 11 o'clock, she was, you know, she was getting, uh, she was getting hungry. So we stopped, we went and grabbed, grabbed lunch. Um, hangry. again, this is, she was getting, Shannon gets hangry. Yeah. I'll, again, I'll, I'll take that one. She gets hangry. Again, this is our first our first tournament ever. So we ran to the fact, you know, grab some fast food. And then we knew that, you know, we were an hour away. So we wanted to get somewhere closer, try to get fishing. We had we had a spot on the Huron that wasn't far from where that shop was at. So we went there and didn't catch another single fish that was over like eight inches all day. Um, we rolled into the thing. Again, we were pretty intimidated to see what we saw there. Walking into this place, like literally covered in mud, looking homeless. No one, no one would say, a, a, no one said a word to us while we we're sitting in there waiting. And uh, Noah also messaged me um, during that tournament. He goes, I'm glad that I don't have to read the, you know, call it, you know, do the, do the award ceremony because I really don't want to say your guys' team name. <laughs> um, and, and which I was like, that's just a name. Yeah. It's, I was wondering just, when this was going to come up. It's so, like it, it, you're so just like attached to it, and it's almost just infamous at this point. But I didn't yes. want to ruin the surprise, so yeah, yes. here it is, everybody. <laughs> so uh, we're you know they're they're doing the doing the whole award ceremony, and and they call you know finally they get the first place team, and it was as one pole and one hole, and uh, we we end up going up there because neither of us got you know on an individually level, neither of us got it was only top three places that paid, so no, okay. neither of us got cover up. I think I was in fourth. Um, so they called that, we went up there and everyone was laughing and, and we got in afterwards. Uh, I actually met, like, I can name six people off that I met that day. Um, that I am still like really good friends with. Yeah. Um, they'll, they'll be lifelong friends for their, you know, forever. Just people in the, the kayak community around here in Michigan that I didn't even know existed at that time. Uh, and then we, you know, got involved with that community and, and followed river bass and for, well, until it, from that tournament, until it quit any of them that we could, we could be at, we were there. Yeah. You know, it was, it was, uh, definitely something we always looked forward to. I, I wish it was still around. Obviously I'm, I think I'm the poster child for bring river bass and back. Yeah, but, there's uh, a couple of, couple of people out there screaming at the top of their lungs, but, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things, man. Maybe yep. someday, but not anytime soon. No, I, I completely so. understand. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when I heard that Mint Mobile wireless plans are 
$15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, I thought, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com waypoint. That's mintmobile.com waypoint. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com waypoint. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Eating better is easy with Factors' delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, which is the one I like, and Keto. Get started today and get after your goals. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. No prep, no mess meals. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 and use the code waypointpod50 to get 50% off. That's waypointpod50 at factormeals.com slash waypointpod50 to get 50% off. But it, it, that's an awesome, like, intro story, like how, you know, it kind of just, like, it, it paints a perfect picture of exactly what you guys are, whether, you know, anyone was aware of it or not. And, you know, you can take that tongue-in-cheek name, one pole, one hole, you know, and you can th- think what you want about it, but it totally encompasses, like, your guys' attitude towards competing and, you know, kayaking and kayak fishing and how you approach the whole group. It's like, you're serious, like, because you guys always finished well and that name was at the top of the, the list, but it, it you weren't, it, it brings a, a, you know, a humor aspect to it of how yeah. you guys like approach stuff that is just like, you're here to have fun, man. And that's what, it's what we're all out here to do is to enjoy the river and, and have a good time. And I, it just, you know how Clayton is. It was just, it tickled me to watch him go, one pole, one hole. Who are these guys? I mean, it's a great <laughs> name, but where do they come from? But you know him getting all like riled up about stuff like that. So like it, you know, and then make, then seeing Drew have to say that out loud every time at the at the award show, and then even myself having to go through it later um, when I did a little bit of judging, and you guys entered some other regional stuff that I was judging and stuff like that. But it's just just a monumental name. It, it made, you know, it was pretty, like I said, it was infamous. I think everybody that participated in the River Basin series knew who one pole, one hole was just because of the name. Like it yeah. didn't matter. It didn't matter. It was, it was just a package deal with that. But so fast forward a little bit, like I said, uh, this is one of my favorite stories to tell uh, the competition between um Clayton and I, which our team name was Topwater Drop Shotters, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. Yep. So, like I said, we got super competitive into it. And obviously, Jeremy and Shannon were, um, you know, doing their best. Everyone's always super competitive if they're finishing at the top and trying to make for, because if anybody who's unfamiliar, River Bassin, the, tr- the tournament series had a team event. And they had a team AOI race on top of the individual AOI race and, and individual tournaments. So 
Clayton and I were all in it for the team. Like, obviously, if you did well, you did well individually, but we were all about the team. We were like, you know, we fished together. We did float trips. We did stuff like that to like for the team. You know what I mean? Like that, that was the goal. And I think if I'm right or wrong, the whole year it was one pull, one hole, top water drop charters, one pull, one hole, top water drop charters. Like with every event that happened, it would swing a little bit with the point system that was, was created based on the mm-hmm. event. It was really based on location and dates the events were because there were events that Clayton and I could make it to that Jeremy and Shannon couldn't. And then there was a lot of dates that they could make to that we couldn't. And then there was a couple of mixed in there were against each other. So those ones were the really tight ones. But um, how did you feel about that year, Jeremy? Just to throw uh, you, You're talking about 2017? Mm-hmm. I, I honestly, I think that was, if, if I had to say one year of my fishing I wouldn't call it a career by any means, but my existence in the fishing world. Yeah. Um, Competitive world. Yeah. I think 20, 2017 is definitely by far um, what I hold everything else against. It's my, my scale for everything else now. Yeah. Um, it, it was definitely the best that we did. Um, it was the best that I did individually and, and definitely was the best that Shannon did as well. Um, and, and then the, like you guys said, like you just said, the the our team and your team, although we were highly competitive against each other, we were really good friends and like, yeah. uh, well, we camped together half the time for most yeah. of the, the tournaments. Well, and that's the thing. That's like kind of like what I was leaning into here is like, so we went from me noticing who Jeremy was the year before or like or at the beginning of that year at Logan and then running into them at uh, in Kentucky. And then it was like, Hey, are you guys going to this tournament? Yeah. Well, why don't we split a campsite? It would be cheaper. We're no, we're both going to be there. Like, you know, whatever. So then like we start hanging out and we start staying with each other, like at campsites and like, you know, helping each other out. We're like, Hey, we're going to this tournament. Are you going to be there? No. Okay. Check out these creeks. If you have time, you know, check out these creeks. If you have time, what, you know what I mean? That sort of stuff. Like, cause when we weren't directly competing with each other, we were helping each other. And even when yeah. we were directly competing with each other, we were still helping each other to a certain extent. Like it wasn't like a free information flow, but as much as you will competitively friendly with your friends, you know what I mean? Oh, abs- absolutely. So it ends up, I think, I can't remember. Were you guys in the league going into the end or, or was Travis and Jim? I think because Travis I think and we were, I think Travis and Jim were, I, I can't remember exactly, but it yeah. was, I, I know it was, it was Travis and Jim. It was you two, you two and us were definitely the three teams that yeah. when we went to the championships, definitely it was one of those three that was going to be in the top. Yeah. So it was like the way the point system worked, it was very thin margins. So it basically only left about three to four teams with a chance. And three of those teams were, uh, we've already, t- we you guys have already met Travis Van Newman and his teammate. And then now Jeremy and his teammate was Shannon. And then it was me and Clayton. So, like, those were the three teams of, like, 2017 that were really duking it out, traveling around, doing this thing. And um, we ended up camping together. Like, I, we, like, Jeremy and Shannon had a spot. Clayton and I kind of went, always went by the seat of our pants and, you know, whatever. And Jeremy and Shannon were nice enough. We're like, hey, come stay at our campsite. Like, you know, we'll – We'll figure it out. Everyone's pretty far away from home. Like it was down in Tennessee. 
um, at that point. And so we were driving down from Cleveland and Columbus and they were driving down from Michigan. So like we, we all camped together and we decided that it would be most efficient to pre-fish together. Right. To like mm-hmm. do float trips and because we have four people, four kayaks and two trucks. So instead of like, you know, putting in at one spot and I know you're like, Jeremy has some tricks up his sleeve, may or may not include a mountain bike, this or that for like, you know, <laughs> doing a float trip, but I, I got my belly's too big for that kind of crap. So, uh, we, um, we set up a float trip. So do you want to talk about any of the pre-fishing stuff or you want to go straight to the, the juicy story at the end? That's like, it doesn't even matter how the end, the outcome is. It's just a wild story. Um, yeah, we, I mean, we, we pre-fished the whole it was like a week that we, pre- well, I was, we were there for a few days before you guys were able to get down there. Yeah. Um, so we fished a few spots and I, you know, my, my bike that I always have on the trailer in the, the truck or whatever ended up being our shuttle. I actually ended up finding some weird guy at a, a launch who saw me getting ready to drop my bike off, who offered to give us rides. And I was like, okay, like I'll ride with you, you know? Yeah. But, uh, we, uh, I definitely, we did a bunch of pre-fishing and then, you guys showed up and I believe you and I sat down at a picnic table and we were looking at the Rolston. That's the name or Hol- Holston. No, Holston. We were looking at the Holston river. And I, I literally like every launch that you had marked was the same launches that I had marked. We're like, yep. let's go do this. Yeah. We were like, look at We were just like, okay, where are you playing? Because we didn't want to get in each other's way basically is what we were trying to figure out at first. We were trying to do like a, uh, what do you plan on doing, you know, so we're not in each other's way. And we pulled up our phones to look at the pins because we had respect of each other, you know, teams that we weren't going to like step on each other's toes at that point. And we started looking, and it was like pin for pin, launch, takeout, launch, takeout, launch, takeout, like look at different places. And we just finally were like, well, if we're going to look at all this stuff, like why don't we just do a float trip and make it easier and look at it together? You know, like in the, in the sense of like, you know, just floating and like we fished our stuff, they fished their stuff. Like nobody was fishing at the same areas or the same time frame. If we crossed each other, like it was fine. But like we were basically just using each other for each other's vehicles to cover the most amount of water in the least amount of in the easiest way possible. But doing some of those float trips, um, and we each had like separate like crazy things that happened on those on those pre-fishing days. Like the one river stretch that we went and did, I caught two twenty-inch fish. <laughs> It's not even the one that we went to in the end, but I caught two 20 inch fish and nobody else caught it like anything close. Like there were a bunch of, a couple of 16s and 17s, if I remember correctly, but yeah, two 20s from that stretch. So we were like, everyone was like, well, we're not coming back here. I was like, well, I liked it, but <laughs> for the team, it wasn't good. You know what I mean? Like for, for, you know, the whole team's sake. And who knows if I would have been able to reproduce that. But um, yeah, and then. I guess the craziest story, and I think I'm just going to take the lead on this one, and you can throw in any details and stuff. It's like, so we pre-fish, and we each, you know, everybody figures out what they want to do, and because we were all fishing together, we were like, well, this was the best stretch sort of thing. We all kind of agreed on it, and then we kind of, like, looked at each other, and we were all like, well, it's kind of us versus you for the whole thing anyway is an aspect for the team, so we were like, why don't we just duke it out on the same float and work to work with each other again and just float as much as the river as we can. And everybody has their, you know, their own style like Jeremy, like Jeremy went straight down river, which is something I would do now, but that I didn't do then. 
like he took off when it first looked and went straight down river. Um, you know, Clayton and I like were like frog hopping each other and Shan was off doing whatever she does. And we fit, we literally fished the same stretch of river against each other for the AOI championship of teams. Right. Yep. And I can't even remember that day, like in specifics, because all I remember is the time from when we took out to right after the award show, because <laughs> it was the most silliest thing. So, and I don't remember how it all fleshed out, but like basically we fished that day. We're, we fish up, we pack up everything in Clayton's truck. So we have four kayaks, all of our gear, everyone's PFD, everybody's paddle, all their rods and reels, like everything. We have everything in one truck and in a, in a trailer. So we have a trailer, right? Yeah, we had a trailer. Um, so we have all four kayaks, all of our gear, everything in a truck and a trailer, all four people in the cab. And we were running late or later. So we had to go straight to the award show. So like we couldn't go back and get the other truck. We had, we were going to get it on the way home or whatever. So we get to the award show and we don't think anything about it. And we're sitting in there like, Oh, how did you do? How did you do? I think we placed here. Well, if we know your numbers and our numbers, it's all really going to be what happens with Travis and Jim. And this is how it played out. And then like, you know, Jeremy did really well individually. Um, I think Shannon had some sort of mishap. So she like lost a fish or did something. And it was very unfortunate and sad and like that sort of stuff. But then Clayton and I had a very strong medium average. So like we were like one or two or half a point above or three points or something really silly slim in front of them. So like Clayton and I had an idea that we did better than Jeremy and Shannon, but we had no idea how anyone else did. So did we actually finish? Did some other teams jump up and just do really well? Like yada, yada, yada. It was a pretty intense truck ride. Don't you? Like, oh yeah, it for was, sure. It was. It was wild, right? It, it was different for sure. In the like, there even like, there was a lot of competition and like intensity, like intensity is that a word? No, um, intensity and like there was like friction in the air, but it was also fun, and we were all just like having a good time about it at the same time. It was like the weirdest experience. Like after, it's definitely definitely something that I I have never had happen before, and never has happened since. Yeah, like it just just. Just the atmosphere was you could you could feel it was uh, just tense, you know. Yeah. But it wasn't. But it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. Wasn't bad tense. It was good tense. Yeah, because you're like, oh man, like everyone's just like rigging their fingers and like, well, what if the judging happens? Like something happens to, oh, your fish is, is that really touching? And like, you know, we were picking each other's stuff apart and like wringing our hands, being like, "Mm, I don't know, I don't know. And then fast forward, fast forward, don't care. Like the award show. You know, uh, basically, Clayton and I ended up doing really well, won the team of the year. Jeremy did well individually. They got, like, second or third. Did you guys get second? I think we got second, yeah. Second, yeah. They, Jeremy and Shannon ended up second. Yeah, you and guys beat us by five points. Five points, yeah. So, we didn't take into consideration that we actually did well heading to the award show. Because, like, half of the stuff that you won in the River Bastion Trail was prizes. It wasn't just money. It was all like physical prizes. Half of it was. So yeah, you guys. So Clayton and I each won a kayak, right? As like the grand prize, like the big grand prize. And then we each got a fish finder. We each won an Orion cooler. And then there was a bunch of other little stuff plus like the check money or whatever. And then yep. you guys getting second also won a bunch of prizes. Like I think one of you got a cooler and 
some rods and some reels and like another fish finder and a bunch of other stuff. Right. So we have, we rolled into this award show with one truck, four kayaks on a trailer and all of our gear that we spent fishing with. And then now we have two more kayaks plus about another three persons worth of gear that we all just won to try to load up into one truck and drive back to get the other truck and go back to the campsite. Yep. So yes. <laughs> we literally, I think I have a picture somewhere. I can't remember. I'll have to try to find it. There was like, kayaks we, we sticking like, out of everything. Yeah, like Clayton and I are standing up on this truck because like I used like my packing wizard skills and we had two kayaks sticking out of the back of the truck with like up on the tailgate, like strapped in. There was gear and rods stuffed in between them all throughout the bed of the truck. Then there were two kayaks on, there were four kayaks on the trailer and each of those kayaks, every hole or strap down or any sort of section had something shoved into it. And then like in the back seat of the truck, there was a pile of stuff in the back middle seat. Like Jeremy couldn't even see Shannon anymore, like in the back seat because there was just a pile of stuff in between. Yeah, I, I remember having to lean forward to, to talk to her. Yeah, like you, you had to be like, hey, like yep. there was stuff piled in between. And then like I was, I was, I was like, it was Clayton's truck, I think. So like he was driving and then like, I had stuff like in between my feet on the floor and like, I was sitting all weird and we had like an hour drive back to, uh, like back to the, uh, the other truck to just try to get back to the campsite. And that was just the wildest, absolute wildest thing that I've ever been a part of in competitive kayak fishing. It's like, we just surely didn't even think about the stuff that we were in. We were so jazzed and like hyper about, fishing and fishing with each other and fishing against each other and just like doing the tournament that we didn't think twice about the repercussions of both. We didn't think about all four people doing well and what that would mean with like the physical prize aspect of it at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. Cause like, and I, I remember I took sixth place in the championship. Mm. And I, I can't remember what, what all you guys, what guys got with that. But on top of that, like you guys got AY team like I got AOI for individual. Individual, that's right. Yeah, because you were the AOI individual too. I'm sorry, I forgot that, but yeah. So and, you won an AOI individual. We won AOI team. They got second then, AOI team. Yep. And, and and I can't remember where we. I know there was a there was a team from Tennessee that definitely they they smoked everyone. Um, mm-hmm. I I remember that. So I don't know where we where all our our three teams landed on that the day. Individual tournament day. Yeah. But we ended up like. Like you said, it was uh, there was not another spot to tuck any other kinds of prizes or anything into that vehicle at all. <laughs> People were looking at us sideways because like it, we were just. It took me like forty five minutes. It took us like forty five minutes to pack the truck up. It was dark oh yeah, by the time absolutely we had it packed up. It was absolutely wild. Um, and Shannon was starting to get hangry again, and <laughs> <laughs> Clayton was just like what are we gonna do with all this stuff and i was like just give me just give me some time i'll figure it out somebody will give us a strap if we need a strap luckily we have well, I, think we could, I think we got straps from a couple different people yeah we probably yeah. we probably still owe people straps we probably do if that if you guys remember that and we owe you a straps send me a message <laughs> i'll get it back to you i'll ship it at this point um but yeah that was why that's one of my favorite all-time moments of kayak fishing was just that car ride afterwards and then like trying to figure everything out afterwards after everybody did so well, like whether we finished first or you got river best of the year or how all that shook out. Like, I don't like, 
that's all stuff is cool. But like my favorite part about it was that we fished against each other in the championship on the same together, water, together, basically leapfrogging each other, depending on how fast we wanted to work a section or if like we had gear going wrong and we had to take a break or whatever. Like, you know, we, we gave each other respect of like what section they were fishing, but we were literally fishing together against each other on championship day with everything on the line. And then, you know, the car ride, we all had to ride the same car. So what, if some of us did really crappy and others did really well, that was going to be a little bit awkward or something like, you know what I mean? Everything, it was all riding on this one day, on this one yeah. trip. So it was one of the most unique, fun, like experiences that I've ever had on the river. And that, that's what it all, all came down to. It didn't really matter, you know, what happened. Cause we were all having fun together anyways. Even all yeah. the days we pre-fished, it was like a big party. Yeah. Basically, and I remember I, we, I caught a freaking what was that a uh, a rainbow? Yeah, we all a whopper plopper yep. or something like I, that. I, you, I you caught, caught one on a spinnerbait or something uh, on a jig. I caught one on a jig. Yeah, we were catching trout like, and I did look it up. We we only had license for bass, but you can accidentally catch them if you're fishing for bass. You just got to release them. Everything was fine, <laughs> you know. Because I was I was like, crap. What do I do? You know, like like it's fine you, it was an accident catch i didn't try to keep it and eat it or do anything with it but uh yeah like that that river system was absolutely wild like you just oh, yeah. fish after fish after fish like it was fun fishing too that's i i absolutely that's that's one river that i've always wanted to go back to since and i, I haven't managed to um yeah for sure and there's so many there's so many places that we went to because of river bass and that that have taken a piece of my heart um yep. Like Missouri, Missouri, that that championship they had out there, I, I, I honestly, that's some of the be- most beautiful. I mean, their fish aren't as big as ours. Yeah. But it's it's some of the most beautiful, pristine creeks I've ever been on with that bluish gray water. Yep. And just just so so good. And you know, the Susquehanna, ob- obviously, that place is is definitely taking a piece of me. Um, oh yeah. I can honestly say the the first time we went out there, if if I didn't have kids and a job and everything back here, I would have never came home. Like I would, I'd still be living on the side of the river at this yeah, point. I know the feeling, man. I know the feeling for sure. It's definitely, it's like one of my favorite places too. And it's because, you know, we, you know, you think you cut your teeth in, a, in, in river fishing. And then if you've never been out there to the Susquehanna, you go out there and then like your world, it still will rock your world. I don't care how, much river fishing you do if you've never been to the susquehanna it will change your life like yeah, it that's... will make an impact on you and it's not even as good as it used to be and i know that and the local guys will all complain about that and like it's not even in its most pristine state anymore but it will still change your outlook on smally fishing out of a kayak absolutely the, the i remember the first year that we went out there for river bass and, you know, I'm, I'm always looking at maps and, and trying to figure out what I can before we head out, uh, looking at gauges and checking the flows and, and all that stuff. And, and just my whole thing is I don't like, I don't like deep, slow rivers. Yeah. And, and now I, I know that the Susquehanna is not, a, I, there are parts that's deep and slow, but leading up to it, I really didn't have any kind of information other than measuring how wide it was. It's, what two miles wide at some spots you know it was such a big river it was so intimidating to me to to think about going out there 
and fishing something that was just, it's like a great lake, but it's a river. Yeah. Like I, I was, I was so scared, like literally worried going, going out to it. And I remember coming over that, that highway overpass or not overpass. It's just the highway gets real high up on a, on a, like a ridge of a mountain as you're coming in when we, we made our first, first visual of seeing the river. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I, as soon as I popped out and I saw it and I saw all the rocks, like the big boulders all over, I'm like, you know what, this is going to be fun. Like yeah. that, like without even being close to it, I was like, this is going to be amazing, you know, and, and fishing it that one, that first week that we fished it, like I was in love with that place before I ever even cast. It, it was <laughs> Absolutely. It, like, as soon as we pulled up to it the first day and we was like, well, we, we ended up catching up with Eric Cormack out there and we were another dude that would just kill it on rivers. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric is a good river fisherman. Yes. And he's an awesome dude. We, we met up with him and, you know, we, we had known him cause we ran into him in Logan, Ohio, and, uh, we'd fished with him at a couple different, you know, he was in Kentucky too, I believe, yeah. um, at that one. And we got to know him and, and for, you know, while we went out to Pennsylvania for the first time, we ended up sharing a hotel room with him, which the dude snores really bad. <laughs> he, he, he farts so loud in the middle of the night that he wakes himself up and laughs. It was it was quite interesting. <laughs> he, he is a character. He, so, he is sorry, Eric. Hundred percent a character, but, but you know, uh, but he's no, not I, ashamed I, of it either. I think he no, would just no. laugh and be like, "Yeah, that happened." <laughs> yeah, but we, you know, I remember pulling up for the the first launch, like when we were getting ready to, and it was real early in the morning, and the steam's coming off, you know, the fog's coming off the river and everything, and just sitting there looking, and I, I like that picture. I took a picture of it, but that, that image is forever like just etched in my mind as, as one of the, like, like, this is a really going to happen. Like we're going to go fish this thing and it's, you know, yeah. and then it did not disappoint one bit. Dude, um, I tell you, like it, it's so intimidating when you first go out there and you've never been on it yet. Like you haven't fished it yet. You haven't put your kayak on it. You, you know, it's like, it's a mile wide, man. Like, it, yeah. And there's like fast water in sections and then there's like really shallow water and then there's like, but it's clear. Uh, but like, you're like, well, how do you even approach it? How do you break it down? Like, what do you start doing? Like it, like, cause there's like rivers, there's creeks within this river. Yeah. There are creeks within the river. And then like, if you like to fish something, you can find it. If you want to fish grass beds, you can find it. If you want to fish oh, I- current, you can obviously find it. If you want to fish like, like white water, you can find it. If you want to fish deep pools, you can find it. You know what I mean? Like it. Absolutely. There's anything. And I've like, when I come back to Michigan and and people ask me, I'm like, I can point you to a stretch of river where you can access it by one, one launch and literally everything that you just expressed or or explained. All of that is within a, you can paddle to any of it and fish all of it at one spot. So if the fish aren't on this, they're going to be on this or on that or on this, you know, you go out there and you can find it all from one launch yep. for all of that stuff. But it was the first time that Clayton and I put in there. We didn't, we didn't know how to break it down. Like at least I didn't feel like I knew how, and we were just trying to look for what we looked for in like the Ohio creeks and the Michigan creeks and the Indiana creeks and Kentucky creeks that we'd fished before. And just like, you know, try to fish how we always fish in moving water. And I remember I threw a whopper plopper past this rock 
and I had a bad angle on it. Actually, no, I had a perfect angle on it. I just didn't know what the heck I was looking at yet. And I brought the Whopper Plopper up past the rock and brought it back past it where the current was breaking off of it. And I started peeling it really quick because I was, like, frustrated with the cast at that point. But then next to the rock, and I swear it was two inches of water behind the rock. Like, it was a really shallow section. I see these freaking shark fins stick up. And it starts waking out from behind this rock in two inches of water and catches up to this whopper plopper in half a second and just smashes it. It was an 18-inch smallmouth. The first fish I caught out of the Susquehanna, like pre-fishing for like the first time we ever went out there. And this freaking 18-inch, like massive to me at that point. Like I, I don't remember if I caught it at 20 at that point in my fishing career. I can't remember how early I was, like what year my first trip to the Susquehanna was at this point. But um like at two inches of water, this monster comes flying out and just crushes a whopper plopper. And then from then on, I was like, this place is going to be nutty. Like it's going to be absolutely nutty. And it doesn't disappoint. Like I don't care if I go out there and catch a bunch of 15s and 16s. Those are the strongest smallmouth that I've ever fought. Oh, they, they have the biggest their, – their tails are the size of your paddle pretty much. Mm. They're, they, those fish are unlike anything I've ever encountered. Yeah. So, I know the – Go ahead. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like we always harp on the Susquehanna and stuff like that. So Which... I guess just like, so river bassin is more than just the tournament trail that we used to fish. Um, river bassin is kind of, you know, it's, it is a lifestyle and it is something that we do. I know one of your favorite things to do, Jeremy, is a float trip, like a true camping float trip that takes like, it can take two or three days or it can take up to a week, depending on how you plan it. Like, Ab- absolutely. Give me some, give me some details or some insight about that. Like maybe you don't have to explain it if you don't want to give up the river name or you don't want to give up like any of that stuff, but like kind of get into that a little bit because that's something that I've never even done five, six years, seven years into kayak fishing. I've never even done anything like that, which I need to get my butt up there and do it with you. But so like, come, come with us this spring. Well, we're, 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 def- we're definitely going to do it this year. Okay. Well, we'll talk after this is over and we'll see if I can figure something out, but um, just give me some, details of what a fun trip could be that's not necessarily competitive but is just intensely river bassin like that's literally what it is you're camping on the river you're fishing on the river you're kayaking on the river like it just let's talk about that for a little bit so shannon and i have been doing uh it's six days is what normally what we normally do depending on the year if you know whatever's going on with the kids or, or something pops up we we either, we can shorten it up or make it make it a little different um but normally we cover it's about 62 miles of river in six days um we have we have done it to where we only have a vehicle at the very beginning and the very end so everything that you take on that trip is you have to pack it in your kayak um, so like water, you definitely can't bring cases of water. So we're, we have a, you know, a filter that we filter the water, yeah. um, you know, in your, basically how you're packing, it would be the same, the same way that you would pack if you're going on a hiking trip. Um, so everything is as light as possible, um, yeah. is as minimalistic as possible. Uh, and, and we, we go and we, we put in at like, six seven o'clock in the morning on the first day and and normally our first campsite's like 12 miles down river so that trip usually takes us about 
10 hours to get to camp. You're, you're coming into camp, right. You know, pretty much you, you might have an hour of daylight left, uh, setting up camp, making yourself dinner, um, maybe fishing a little bit more right around there, going to sleep, packing up camp, getting back on the water. Um, and, and fishing your way to your next campsite. We're, we're literally on the water from, I would say anywhere from eight to 12 hours a day fishing. Um, and I immersive, like a fully immersive scenario. Like you yes. are on the river. Like there is no, like, I'm just going to take out, like, you know, it's probably possible in an emergency situation, but like the way you set it up, like if you don't get to your campsite, you're not sleeping at a campsite. Like, yeah. And, and well, for the, for the, where we go, it's that there is an actual campground that runs through the whole thing. So you mm-hmm. can't, you're not supposed to just camp anywhere. Yeah. Um, there are sites that you're supposed to reserve and get, which we normally do. I did have an incident, um, that I did by myself last was last June where I, I was actually scared for my life for a while, but that that's a whole nother story. Yeah. Um, which nobody believes me. It's, uh, it's, it's crazy, but, um, so you're, you're where we're at for the longest time. Not, none of our, like our cell phones don't work. Like you, you're out of cell phone range. Um, now, now our, our cell phones do work up there. So if an, an emergency did happen, you could get out, but, um, and there are like, like it's dammed up in some spots. So mm-hmm. in order to keep going down river, you have to portage over the dams. And at those dams, there's usually people that are putting boats in that go up into the, the reservoirs to fish. Yeah. Um, so you would be able to find someone, but there's, we've done it early, early June where we literally for the first five days, I think we only seen three people. Yeah. Uh, other than ourselves. It, it's, wild. you know, you're out in the middle and, and, and it depends because if you go on, say the 4th of July weekend, you would be surprised at how many boats actually make their way up the river and are like partying and stuff. And, and it gets, gets pretty packed. But if you were there the next week, you're pretty much have the place to yourself. Yeah. Um, but we're definitely definitely, I know last year, which all the stuff Shannon had going on, we, she really didn't yeah. have much, much to, she didn't really get, get out much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm pretty sure that that, that trip is something that she's going to want to do um, this coming year. That's so awesome. you're, you're more than welcome to come. There's, there's plenty of the river's big enough to support. <laughs> For like sure. Ten yeah. Of, ten if of it's us not going this year, it may be like my fun trip next year. If not this year, cause like I said, I'm heading to Florida for a fun trip in like three days. So um, if not this year, then definitely we'll, I'll definitely sign up this carve out some time next year. We can get something worked out. Cause that is, sounds fun to me. Like just it, flat out fun. Even if it's just a weekend, like yeah. if, if you got, if you got come up on a Saturday morning, we can shoot. It's only two hours from my house. Come up Sweet. on a Saturday morning. We can shoot up there, float down camp. And it's that stretch is my favorite stretch. The one yeah. that, that is the one nighter that we'll the do. You know? Cool. Yeah. Um, we'll carve that out for sure. So then, so we're just having a little bit of time left. Um, let me ask you one more question and then we can kind of just, uh, come up with anything that you want to talk about and then wrap this thing up. So we've talked about river bassin and river fishing, like, you know, because we, we went to destinations because of the, the trail and they've become some of our favorite places to go now. But is there something like, I don't like, I hate the term bucket list. Like it drives me nuts that like, that's like the thing. I don't know why it just annoys me, 
but like if you had to like do you have a destination river that you would like to fish anywhere in the world i don't care where it is but like do you have something that you'd be like i really want to kayak fish that and you haven't had a chance to go yet or just like it would be like the ultimate trip like you could fly in your kayaks and all your gear and whatever and do a trip or or rent stuff or what happened whatever the scenario needs to happen to make it happen um yeah there's actually there's quite a i mean i'm a river rat so there's there's quite a few um unrealistically uh the amazon river for dorado um i do i fly fish as well uh i'm actually starting to prefer it to, <laughs> to be honest um but not like for like i fly fish yeah. for smallmouth yeah uh but the the amazon for golden dorado I, I would love i would love to do that um more realistically uh the western side of the up has a whole bunch of rivers that are well known for giant smallmouth and i kind of just want to go up there and wander around and live out of my truck for i don't know three weeks or so yeah and uh fish those just not with without a plan you know just yeah just to try just to find just yep. exploring yeah um but really any uh, and and shoal bass for sure. Oh, I, I've never had a chance to catch a shoal bass, and that's something that is, is real high on my my to-do that, list. That's something that Drew and I just talked about on our episode Thursday night, um, our, la our last Thursday of the month in February, because this is going to premiere in March in a couple of days. But um, we just talked about getting a trip together for the northern people that he would take us down and have like a fun camping weekend and take us take everyone out to catch shoal bass like with drew and like me and like you and obviously we'll invite you now of course you were invited to begin with but now that you've brought it up like you know just to get a good group of people to go down and, and do a trip for shoaly so that's something that, that we need to get on the books too for sure for sure i would definitely i would definitely be down for that i know shannon would be as shannon, well. yeah and shannon obviously shannon too like um that that would be awesome so yeah i just just curious like you know i've I think fishing for anything on the Amazon river would be fun. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm very much like, I don't know. It's really weird. As much as I'm into this stuff, I don't like research or look at it often, like outside of the realm. My bubble grows when I'm forced to go somewhere new. So sure. like, yeah, like I know that there's rivers in, you know, there there's rivers in Michigan, obviously that I haven't got to. There's rivers in Indiana that I haven't got to, I, you know, there's, there's places that I haven't been yet that I just like haven't pinpointed. And even further, like I'm sure there's probably some cool stuff in Mexico, you know, yeah. or whatever, like, you know, all of that's like, I just don't think about it very much. So, cause I'm so concentrated on what I'm actually doing like locally. So, but there's gotta be some wild places out there. And it's just a question like to ask, I'm going to start asking people just to see if we get, if there's something like really peak, like if, how many times that Amazon river comes up or if there's like, you know, a collection of other things that, people would like to do yeah the, um, the, yeah go ahead the, the amazon's definitely been even just the dorado has yeah. been uh on my like i would really love to do that for sure for years now yeah so i don't know if you have any like quote unquote sponsorships but i know 100 percent there are people that you support especially in the smallmouth um, industry up in the north. So let's use this last couple minutes. And if you have any plugs or anybody you want to talk about or shout outs or anything like that, go ahead and take this opportunity and, uh, and get after it. Um, I represent Dakota Lithium Batteries, uh, Yak Gadget, 
Um, they make awesome stuff for, for rigging boats for creeks. Um, Ashigan is, I, I'm not really connected with them, but one of my good friends made the company and they, they make awesome stuff. Um, yeah, I need to check them out. I, I've seen that a little bit of buzz about them on, on the interwebs, but, um, I haven't really uh, checked it out completely yet. It's definitely piqued my interest though. Cause I'm always interested in anything small mouth. Oh yeah, for sure. They, they're definitely, they definitely got their, uh, small mouth game dialed in. J Josh is, I, for as much as I love smallmouth, um, I, I think Josh Rinko is like the head of the cult of bronze. <laughs> like he, he definitely, there's no one on earth that loves bronze fish more than that guy. Yeah. Uh, but that's, I mean, Schultz Outfitters have always been helping me out. You know, anytime I need, need help with the fly fishing side of stuff. Um, I think that's, that's about it. About I mean, it. Ca caught me off guard. I don't like, I, I, <laughs> I work, I work with a bunch of companies, but I don't really like, like, I don't, yeah. you know, I when you, people, man. people ask me what I'm using, you know, Temple Fork Outfitters, uh, their rods. I, I love their rods. Hands, hands down, um, quality to price range. I've never found anything that, that you get as much, you get so much for what you pay. Yeah. Well, guys, Jeremy is a Creek dude. So like, if you are wondering about gear for Creek specifically, check out these places that he mentioned, maybe send him a message. I'm sure he'll get back to you. If it seems like you're a real person and not a robot or something like that. Um, he's always willing to help out like in, in that sort of sense. So if you have any questions about that, you can always hit me up or drew or whoever, but Jeremy is a great, great Creek fisherman too. And has a lot of knowledge, especially in the Northern Clearwater Creeks that, you know, not a lot of people get to. So if you're vacation or something, I'm sure you can point in the right direction for a shop if you need supplies or something, anything like that. Uh, any last thoughts, Jerry? And we'll wrap this thing up. Anything, anything else you want to say or mention, or we can extend it if you have another good story. Like, but um, it's up to you, man. Uh, just bring river bassin back. <laughs> let's let's make it happen. Well, well, I can't promise anything. Of course, <laughs> if it ever becomes, I know, I know. If, if it ever becomes possible. I'd like to see it too, but it's just not something that's in the, it's in the terms right now that I'm aware of anyway. So, um, you know, Drew's always saying that we might set up a tournament for something here or there, maybe some regionals. It would all be online yeah. and it would all be this or that. Um, it's just not in the books at the moment. So there could be some stuff. I really do miss the river presence nationally. Um, I know Hobie does a really good job of including, you know, some rivers here and there. KBF does allow you to go up rivers and such. Um, I haven't fished many of the Bass Matters stuff or the Bass stuff for the kayak in, but I know that there's some availability there. But like a river specific trail is is something that I think it has a, a cult following. You know what I mean? Well, for sure. Like, for it's sure. Like, it's like you know there are movies that didn't do well in the theater sort of thing, but like have the biggest population of fans like afterwards. So, Absolutely. you know, and it's just one of those things, but, um, well, Jeremy, thanks for coming on. It's been taking some time out of your day and, uh, talking about river fishing and river bass and appreciate it. Yep, no um, problem. You know, we'll, uh, we got another, uh, by the time after this comes out, uh, the next thing you'll see me on is, uh, the end of live in March with drew. And then in April, another rivals will come out. So thanks for listening guys. Enjoy paddle and Finn. the rest of those guys. They all have great shows. Um, and then on the River Bass Network, too, you can always go back in the archive and listen to Drew and I 
be goofy and talk about a bunch of weird fishing stuff. So uh, have a good night. Have a good day. Appreciate you guys listening, and uh, we'll talk at you later. Yep. Take care.